0: Last, best, worst. The only podcast recorded on a Tascam four-track cassette tape. We explore
1: the craft of songwriting with our guests as they perform the first, last, best, and worst songs they've ever written. I'm your host, Carl Banks. I'm Taylor Rogers. And I'm Paul Blackwell. Thanks for tuning in and enjoy the show.
0: Alright, we're here with Dudley Music, Long Island-based hip hop artist, producer, jazz musician, multi-instrumentalist. How you doing today?
2: I'm doing all right. I'm doing great. It's a beautiful, beautiful afternoon in Astoria, Queens. It's dope.
0: Excellent. Can you set up your first song a little bit?
2: Sure. So my first song, ah, it's crazy. I, I wrote this song maybe five years ago now, and uh, it's still one of my favorite songs to perform today. And there's almost two stories in it, and uh, it's called Unreliable. It goes like this.
3: No, uh, when I was growing up, I didn't have nada Just a little man I was abandoned by his father And for my mama, it only made it harder She used to make a cereal with powdered milk and water Uh, government food, that's what they give you And even with all that, it's too hard enough to get through I got upset, you know how kids do So I sent a letter to my pops saying, I miss you Then he wrote back, he said, I miss you too and pretty soon I'm gonna visit you So I waited every day in my living room Window view, wishing you would show But it isn't you, it isn't true He ain't coming through, I don't know why I even tried to put my trust in you You broke your promise, past, but I ain't crying, no It's kind of sad that my dad's unreliable So why are you so Unreliable When I need you You're not there So why are you so Like you don't even care. No, no, nah, not a damn thing that she cared about. Feel like a dummy giving honey a shared account. Got all this money from me, and it was a fair amount. It's funny, had a bunny, so she loved me when the carrot's out. Uh. And when it's something that she's scared about Instead of telling me what it is, she'll visit a parent's house And so tickle up our been into just tear it out But if it's me and you, then why they need to know my whereabouts? I hate it, I can't take it Cause every promise you make, you break it The queen of hearts always has two faces I guess it's best we go our separate ways, let's face it Just stop fronting, this ain't loving Cause if we ain't got trust, then we ain't got nothing I'm single again, but I ain't crying, no It's kinda crazy how these ladies are reliable Why are you so... When I need you enough
2: Matt,
0: that was unreliable. Fantastic song. Thank you. Is it the first sort of completed composition?
2: So this is—it's um, hard to you know even you know playing this game was so hard because thinking back to what exactly I wrote first, mm-hmm. you know, um, or this is one of my first recordings ever or first official recordings ever. So actually, when I first wrote this song. I didn't um, produce the music to it. I used to, before I figured out how to produce, I would go on YouTube, find a bunch of instrumentals that I like. I think the original instrumental to this was uh, a Pete Rock or a DJ Premier instrumental. And so I was just like, this, this beat's dope. And, and I remember actually how I wrote this. I was like, I was like, I want to write something. I was like, I didn't know what to write about. I asked my mom, I was like, what, what should I write a song about? And she was like, so my mom, she used to work in a a music store And uh, she used to do the bookkeeping for the lessons and stuff And sometimes the teachers would come or or not show up and they'd be unreliable She said, write a song about how these teachers are so unreliable I'm like, I'm not going to write about that But I'm going to write something about unreliability So I just took that that word and kind of used it as a prompt to um, write about these two stories um, so originally I wrote it to this other instrumental, and then I started learning how to you know, really produce for myself. I was like, I still like that song. I want to reproduce something to it that's coming directly from me. So that was kind of the process. And, uh, and that song was the first song that I kind of produced with the intentions of playing saxophone while I'm rapping. A lot of the other songs that came out in this project, the, the project this was on was an EP called... Uh, on my way uh a lot of the other songs don't really incorporate the saxophone there's maybe one or two other songs um and then when I performed even this song there were many times where I perform without my saxophone I just I'd play the beat that I produced and I rap over it until I you know I left uh, some space at the end where I could play a solo And that was really the first time when I was starting to realize, oh, I can incorporate my background in saxophone playing into this song and write something that incorporates the two. So that's really how this, uh, it's not only one of my first songs, but it was a pivotal song in um, my process in creating from that time on.
1: The story about your mom reminds me of a story I heard Mm -hmm. about, uh, Deltron 3030. His mom apparently gave him a book she found like a library book about like how to write a hit or something, and like gave mm-hmm. it to him. And then he ended up like reading that book, and then that he said that that helped him write the um, the verses for that one big uh, gorillas song, you know, that mm-hmm. blew up like the uh, the Clint Eastwood song. Mm-hmm. So uh, that's funny. I feel like maybe asking your mom for advice <laughs> is uh, underrated move.
2: Yeah, you know. I mean, I, I feel like we all want to, we all strive to impress the people we love. Sometimes, you know, so. You know what better way to to be motivated to do something great by getting inspiration by people you love. You know, yeah. Um, I know there's not a whole lot of music advice I would take from my mom, but <laughs> uh, you know, but I do. I, I love her and I appreciate her so. If there's anything I, I can incorporate into my writing that you know is in honor of of our relationship, it's gonna it's gonna work. It's gonna feel good. You know I'm yeah. gonna appreciate it. I don't know if everyone else is, but <laughs> I'm gonna appreciate it. Yeah. yeah.
1: Going back to um your production process for this song, so you started mm-hmm. off rapping and singing over Pete Rock mm-hmm. instrumental that you found online. Yeah. And then you started uh, producing your own live instrumentation tracks yeah. for it and looping it. Was that the first time that you'd ever started making beats?
2: It was around the that time, yeah. I think at yeah, at that point, so the 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 machine that the software that I bought that made it easy for me to to get these musical ideas out was the native instruments machine. A lot of people, you know, once that came out, it was just so user-friendly. It's like a if you know, people don't know what that is, it's like an NPC with the you know, software the MPC at that time before there wasn't a software for it that you can use with your computer. So the machine was, you know, it's visually you're seeing you could dump stuff on there. It's it's just a very um user friendly way to arrange and sequence and especially in hip hop where you use a lot of these um you know produced drum kits and stuff like that. So that was around the same time I got that software and that instrument. So I that was Definitely around the same time I started producing for myself.
0: And then when did saxophone start? Saxophone? Yeah. (laughs) When you were a little kid?
2: That started when I was about, I want to say like 12, 13 years old. When I was in sixth or seventh grade, that's Mm -hmm. when I started. And I always tell people I've been writing rhymes just as long as I've been playing the saxophone. Literally. At the same time I was going to school... Picking up an instrument and learning how to play it and, and, you know, same way most people do in school. You got to pick an instrument and, mm-hmm. and try to get good at it, right? You don't know why, but... Right. I picked um, the
0: tuba. I, I thought I was picking the trombone because I wanted uh. the slide. <laughs> yeah. And then they brought the tuba out and I was like, oh, hell yeah. I <laughs> want that big ass yeah. <laughs> Right, exactly.
2: But at the same time, I was on the bus freestyle with, with all my friends, going home and listening to instrumentals on YouTube, writing rhymes in my... Who know, did my mind, you so.
0: envision yourself being uh in the future at that point
2: the biggest inspiration at that point i would say the three and i feel like that's a lot of for a lot of people um my age at that time that were very influential was eminem because even before then was tupac i used to listen to a lot of old school stuff and uh, a lot of old r&b and stuff but artists that were coming out at that time you know i grew up while eminem was coming out and while he was exploding and writing all the and had all these crazy stories in his music and then you know the eight mile movie comes out and mm-hmm. it's like oh, like <laughs> i want to do that you yeah, know yeah. um so that was you know part of it uh at the same time when i was starting to write like G Unit was huge, you mm-hmm. know. Fifty yeah. Cent was everywhere, yeah, you yeah. know. And that whole and just seeing how all these artists collaborate with each other and the whole, you know, you're getting a, a insight on that culture. And but most definitely the biggest influence was Kanye, mm. um, because Kanye and Lupe Fiasco. Because for me, although I liked Eminem, I liked Fifty Cent. A lot of those stories. I don't directly relate to, you know, which even then those, you know, some of those stories, you could write from that perspective. You could write in that way and not experience those things. But I wanted to connect with things that I've kind of experienced. So mm-hmm. a lot of the stuff that Lupe wrote about was very like abstract. It didn't matter who you are. The It's so abstract. It's so like poetic a, mm-hmm. that it, anyone could put their feet in those shoes. Kanye was just like was just like, the fact that Kanye produced for himself was a big deal to me, you know? Mm -hmm. Because I I just always liked making music. Even at the time, I used to just try to make stuff on my little rinky-dinky keyboard. So to see there's an artist that is killing it, that is also a producer, and he's behind the music, knowing that. And that was the other thing too, I didn't see him making the music. So that was kind of, you know, that wasn't... uh, Even like J. Cole, I liked because he was behind a lot of his music too but i don't see those guys producing so another artist that i used to like watching was um uh a rap music i used to see him on the npc just chopping up stuff and just and or swiss beats and seeing them do that in the studio was very inspirational like i want to do that and i want to rap mm-hmm. you know so that was i i would say kanye was a you know was who i was envisioning was was, were the shoes that I was trying to put my, my feet in at that time. Yeah. You know, his, his story is, and especially, you know, I've been watching the new, I don't know if you've seen the new yeah, documentary yeah, yeah. that's out. You know, watching that stuff, I was like, man, if i seen this as a when I was in middle school, I'd, <laughs> I'd be, I, I would just like run away from home <clears throat> and just be making beats yeah. all day. <laughs> I wonder what
1: you in middle school would think of like current Kanye though. Mm-hmm. If you like jump forward in time in his current state, because like yeah. that, that was the thing that I, I got from the documentary is like, you know, they skipped over like a good mm-hmm. 10 years, you know? And then like, when you get to the end, you kind of see him, you you see him from like this, like, I grief. didn't listen. I didn't
2: watch the third one yet. So, okay. All it. right. We're
1: going to, we're going to just, no yeah, we're just going to cut this part out. <laughs> uh, yeah. But yeah. Um, I'm cool. uh, getting hot takes on Kanye That's it. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> And just before we move on To the latest song Do you remember the, the sample The Pete Rock sample That you Oh
2: The original Where it was originally yeah. from Yeah I wish No it's It, it might not even be Pete Rock It might be DJ Premier I know At the time I used to listen to uh, And that was That was the other thing too Is like I love these jazz influenced Instrumentals Even even Kanye You know his very soulful And and jazz influence and and you know so when i was looking up instrumentals again i was looking up the music that existed at the time was 50 cent you know and and bad boy and like you know all this like kind of hardcore stuff but i really liked uh that underground sound feel and that jazzy instrumentals and dj premiere jazzy jeff lord finesse pete rock a lot of these guys, when you went on YouTube, you find all their instrumentals and like, they were just like the perfect platform for writing over. So in hindsight, it just made sense. Like, this is a sound that I like. This is a sound I want to keep kind of emulating. I want to keep trying to make it my own way. So I got, I was actually thinking about it. I need to make a playlist of all these instrumentals that I used to um, yeah. you know, rap over because I, every once in a while I'm like, oh snap, I didn't even realize that was DJ Premier. I was just looking up Jazzy mm-hmm. Instrumental and it, and that was it. And
1: well, those guys came out, I mean, they have so much stuff. Like, they produced, like, just hundreds, thousands of of beats, you know? Huge hits, too.
0: Yeah. Mm-hmm. Let's move on to the last song that you've composed. Um, can you set this one up for us?
2: Sure. So this one is very interesting because it's actually inspired by the song that we just played. I was playing, actually, at Rockwood Music Hall with my band, and there was a, the intro when I play with my band, the, my guitarist plays. So I used the same, I sampled our performance there at Rockwood and used that to build up a beat from that. And from that, I created a, uh, a new song and told a new story. And this song is called Rely On Me. So it's a mm. cool segue. <laughs>
3: This life is like a massive web, of wrapped up in threads, too hard to comprehend, even after you're dead, with that being said. I'm just so glad that we met. Cause if we had, and I'd be doing things my ass will regret. I got massive respect for you, that's why I'm always next to you. I'll jump in front of the left for you, a bullet to the head for you. When things get heavier, I'll help you hold a couple pounds, brother, till the cats to drop me till we're six feet underground. You stuck around through ups and downs of every season. You believe in, help me reach all of my achievements. Truth be told you're the reason that I'm even breathing. And when I say I pay you back, you say we even steeping. Two peas in a pod, fighting against the odds. Divine alarm, a design assignment, I'll praise the God. I got your back wherever this life takes you And just know that I appreciate you I'm so glad that I found you Cause you're my brother and I love you And I don't know if I'd be here without you I wouldn't know how to Cause when push comes to shove It's all love and it's what it comes down to easy to think after all these years you stayed round Since back in the day like second grade on the playground In seventh grade I told you about my first makeout. We used to hang out back at the crib, we called it the safe house you Used to fall asleep all crammed up on that gray couch One of the few friends my grandma always prayed about Graduated, came out, kept going the same route And it's insane how our friends remains the same now And it's probably gonna be this way for a while Can't wait for the day you walk your wife down the aisle uh, I can't wait to say hey to your first child And if you ever need to think, don't you be afraid to die this life is wild Sometimes it gets real difficult Made it this far But we ain't even reached the pinnacle I believe it's biblical I can see the promised land is here, it's near, as visible uh, It's like a miracle uh, Two individuals indivisible In the middle of a critical Pivotal moment in time This life is unpredictable But just know I got your back Cause I know that you can always have mine uh, And that's where the mother I got you covered we don't need much else if we got each other I'll never be afraid to say how much I love you You're my friend, you're my fam, you're my brother I'm so glad that I found you you you're my brother and I love you And I don't know if I'd be here without you I wouldn't know how to Cause we push, cause it's all up And that's what it comes down to Yeah
1: Yeah, lyrically it's really cool that you kind of made a an inversion of the first song later on, seemingly like a callback to the first one, in my mind just being the person that you wish these other characters were in the first song to your friend.
2: Right. Yeah. It, I, actually I don't I never really I didn't even think about that when I wrote it. It was like, okay, let me let me write a song about being reliable now, right? The opposite, you know. But that really I don't even know How and why I decided to start Writing about this But the biggest inspiration Was this Because I have I have friends That I've known Since second grade Like a lot of them Actually one of my My closest friends From second grade Is getting married tomorrow And uh, you know I realized that Not a lot of people Have that Not a lot of people Have friends That they've known Since grade school That they're still Close with now You know Mm. And I know that I got a lot of support And a lot of confidence From those relationships Those friends of mine Were like family So I really wanted to write something that that just says, like, you know, I got your back. You know, I'm here forever. You know, I I met you guys, I met you in second grade. It's it's forever, you know. Like, we've had love then. We're always going to have love forever. But, uh, yeah, it it is an inverse. You know, in hindsight, I'm like, I wish I could tell you that, like, I wrote this because I wanted to do the inverse of that. But it's just a cool coincidence. So you took the guitar sample from
1: Mm -hmm. the first song. Yeah. And then you use that as a seed mm-hmm. for this new one, but like the
2: chords seem different though. So you yeah. chop,
1: you chopped up the individual chords and, and yeah. re.
2: So the, I think what I did, and you hear it in the beginning of this song, yeah. um, the the guitar sample in the beginning. So I think I used maybe the first two chords from the chord progression of "I'm Reliable," and then. The last chord or the or the last two chords, I pitch shift them a little bit. Yeah. So it, they're in the same key. The first two chords, at least, are the same as as both songs, but the last part of it goes somewhere else.
0: It's, it's like the yin yang. It's yeah. like the black dot in the white. It's like <laughs> yeah, it's
1: it's really cool. Um, and I think that that's what you're saying is like that's a pretty cool example of how I think a lot of how songwriting is for most people, mm-hmm. where it's every idea that you have like kind of buds off yeah. into and, and kind of shoots off into like becoming other things and like inspiring other things, just like little pieces here and there. Mm-hmm. And you know, obviously, sometimes you write things and then. You know, me personally, I'm always writing songs and then if sometimes I'll just like disassemble an entire song and like use the pieces to create like other things. If it's something that I haven't like recorded yet, or even if I have like recorded them or put them out, sometimes I'll just be like, all right, I'm going to take the bridge from this and just kind of like tweak it a little bit and then use it. And I think as it's cool because
2: cause then you also, it sometimes is just like, I feel like in, in hip hop, just lyrically, you know, in hip hop, a lot of times, especially, you know, people who are more seasoned, they they uh, reference back to their old songs. And it's so dope because you're like, oh, like that's the same person I, I, you know, I fell in love with in the beginning with, to, to begin with. And that's really, you know, I kind of see it as two processes when it comes to producing and then it comes to writing most of the time for the most part. Most of the time I, I'm producing something and then deciding what to write over it later rather than inverse. but you know the the process sometimes it's just me sitting down on the piano and trying to come up with some chords and or rhythms that I really like, or it's just me uh finding a sample that can inspire something. A lot of times what I, what I do, this is like the best way for me to like build something that I know I'm going to like. i'll usually i'll find I'll find a sample something or even if it's a a song maybe not a sample just a a full song i'll start playing to it i'll start jamming to it i'll start i'll i'll use it I'll, i'll maybe even record it and and start layering stuff on top of it and then take it away sometimes because now it's just like if i if i took a sample from bill withers and i start or just took a bill bill withers song and i start playing and growing with it it's just like i'm jamming with bill withers i'm making a song that's 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 and it can't go wrong. You know mm-hmm. what I mean? It's like, so, but uh, other times I'm just like, I'm, I just want to play the guitar and see if something cool comes out of it. I feel like really whatever, really whatever makes you feel good, you know? Uh-huh. Yeah, it's it's definitely fun. It's such a cool journey, man. Being Bill Withers is, yeah. <laughs> is like a
0: perfect example of his songs are so simple. The, uh, mm-hmm. I know, I know, I know. Yeah. He put fucking- Oh, he's so feel good, 20 man. I knows in one song yeah. and people's, you know, it's like, you don't even notice that it's going on for so long until you try to play with it and you're like, God
2: damn, he's been saying that. was <laughs> <What's> crazy <laughs> too, and I didn't learn that until later on, is that he used to, uh, rep- oh. like fix bathrooms on airplanes. That's, that was, he was like a, uh, that was his job. You mm-hmm. know, he was just like this, this, uh, Blue um, collar. Yeah, you you know, Blue Collar Worker, and, you know, that was who, you know, who would have thought that this dude would be, his, he's got craziest hits, some of the best songs, my favorite songs. Yeah. Bill Withers, man, he's great, you know.
0: Yeah, I love him. He's my favorite, too. And like yeah. I said, it's the simplicity of it all. It's like, he plays two chord songs, and like, if you're doing loops,
4: mm-hmm.
2: two
0: chord jams are like the best, yeah. because... They just, you only have to do the two chords.
2: Yeah. I feel <laughs> yeah. like, and that's what, it's tricky because, uh, you know, with my production lately, um, most of the time, um, I am, I'm in a groove, you know. it's And that's why I look at a lot of hip-hop music is groove music. And when you're in a groove, it's almost similar, uh, you know, think of it like trance music. You know, trance music is just usually, you're in this one mode for a long time, mm-hmm. you know, and that's kind of what hip-hop does is, uh or other, like, funk too. You know, sometimes you just... Mm-hmm. You're just in this groove for a long time. Because after a while you start to you start to feel attachment to that that uh that rhythm and then once it goes away, you're like, ah, oh, I It's like crack. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> That's pretty much it. Versus Funk. uh versus like let's say uh who I, I like like I love I love hiatus coyote. I love I love uh Jacob Collier. I love these like jazz musicians that they go all over the place in a song, you know. Mm-hmm. Every part is different. But or just jazz in general, you know, it, it goes in different places. It goes in different rhythms a lot of times, especially when you're writing rhymes. Like, it's really hard to write without a groove, you know. Mm-hmm. But at the same time, hip-hop productions can become monotonous when it's just the same thing over and over or or you're stuck in this loop sometimes. So I think, you know, I've always, I, I still have, like, the ambitions of taking... You know, making the production bend a little bit, at least on some songs. You know, where where they could flex the tempo, they could go in different places. You know, rather than trying to make something that that is familiar to the ear for a hip hop listener. You know, mm-hmm. because I I feel like. You know, why not write like Igor Stravinsky, man? Mm -hmm. Why not compose like, you know, Leonard Bernstein if you want to? There's
0: this great image I have of Thelonious Monk's notes. It just says Monk's notes, or it's Monk's advice. I think it's to the people that are playing with them, but one of them is the inside of the song, the bridge, makes the outside sound good. And it's like, that's Mm -hmm. true. That's why you always, the bridge does always go to a different place because. When you get back to that familiarity, yeah. you're like, ah, oh, we You get back oh. to
2: the crack. Yeah, yeah.
0: <laughs> <laughs> We're sponsored by Crack today. <laughs> crack. <All
2: right>. <laughs> <laughs> cool. Well, I think it's time to move on to the best song. Best song, man. I think just the—I feel like songs are like children, man. They're like your own creations, you know, and they take on a life of their own. And uh, sometimes— they surprise you, and you're just like, oh, I didn't expect you to do that. And it's, you're know, and you just proud of them. I don't usually like to sample too much, but this was a, a one where I used a sample. I used El Debar's uh, I Like It, um, and I created this, this sample. And it was funny because I wasn't super familiar with the song. I was just like, let me find something with some nice horns and stuff and, and sample from it. And I wasn't very, very familiar with the song. When I wrote the song, and I'm sorry if my my intros into my songs are super long, but That's I just funny. like, I got to tell the story. So um, <laughs> when I made the beat, I was like, listen to it, I was like, man, I don't know what to write. And then finally it just clicked and I figured out like kind of a, the way I want to write to this, this beat and what I want. And I came up with a hook and I was like, oh, it sounds and feels great. After I recorded and I went back and I listened to the original a lot and I was like, man, this almost feels, it feels almost verbatim in my own words of what. Debarge was saying, and I wasn't nearly listening to it like that. Mm-hmm. Maybe I was. Maybe it did when I listened to it the first few times subconsciously. It's, it's just stuck yeah. there. Mm-hmm. I don't know. But I wrote it from a different place, and then when I when I listened to both of them kind of side by side, I'm like, these both are telling the same story just in a different way, and it's cool. And the craziest thing that happened from this, it was actually cool. I made a I made a music video for this, and it was featured on MTVU, where they played in different colleges and universities but it was super dope i got to perform this um i was opening up for talib kwali at the brooklyn bowl there was a guy who who works as security he was and i did three nights in a row this time he was there for the first performance or maybe the second and then the, the last night he was supposed to work outside and then he requested to come work inside and after i got off stage he came and pulled me aside and stopped me he's like Yo, I just wanted to stop and tell you, like, you're incredible. I love your song. And that song, I like it. It saved my marriage. I was listening to your performance the other day and me and my my wife, we've kind of been on the rocks right now. And and uh, you know, we were kind of, you know, looking to to break up and, and go the divorce route. And he was listening to this song. He's like, This song reminds me of like when I first met my my wife. And he's he's texted it to her and she's like, Oh my god, and like they kind of rekindled their their relationship. And he told me that I was like, that's, that's crazy. Shit. That was yeah. the craziest. There's no that's probably the, the craziest story I've ever heard from any of my songs. And like I said, songs have they're they like children that that take a life of their own and they do things that will shock you sometimes. So this song that's why I chose this as the best song. Oh
0: yeah. All right, let's hear it.
3: I've been think about you like all the time I tried and tried but I just can't get you off my mind Is it your looks, your style, your clothes Where you smile, girl, I don't know But this one thing's for sure You were so beautiful to me you caught my eye, looking for light of my head I was looking for love and then I found you and said Little P-Y-T from NYC You say you ain't got a man, I'm thinking can not I be I've seen so many ladies, be you're the finest Never have I ever seen a woman so stylish I could close my eyelids and still be blinded Baby, you're a queen, I could be your highness And you could be my majesty And we would both fall deeper in love gradually And we'll live a life together magically Got the pleasure's all mine, I'm so glad to meet you could this be love, some from above? Where am I falling in lust? Could this just be a crush? I don't know what this is, but you don't want I'm thinking of and I think about you like all the time. And I've tried and tried, but I just can't get you off my mind. Is it your looks, your style? Your clothes, where you smile, girl. I don't know. But this one thing's for sure. You were so beautiful to me. Picture perfect, but did it hurt you? When you fell from heaven to the certain then all my years a searching, get a surgeon and ask him why my heart beats, and he will show you that your love is flowing through my arteries. It's hard for me, the shortest part of me. Cause I'm a moving target with you, but this playing archery. But somehow you got me dumbfounded. trying to find love, think I finally found it. Couldn't ask for a better lady? Cause when we're together, baby. It feels like the sun is shining, it's never shady And when the weather's rainy, I know that we'll see the sun up It makes me wonder, could there's something else to happen? Maybe something I get used to you be the girl of my future, hey Cause you deserve a ring in the house Because you were the only thing that I've been thinking about And I think about you like all the time I've tried and tried, but I just can't get you off my mind is your looks, your style, your clothes, Where you smile, girl, I don't know But this one thing's for sure, you were so beautiful to me I think about you like all the time, I've tried and tried, I just can't get you off my mind Is it your looks, your style, your clothes, Where you smile, girl, I don't know But this one thing's for sure, you were so beautiful to me the
2: I don't know. Yeah, that song's called I Like It.
0: All right, that was fantastic. Not only does it have the power to save relationships, you brought this to the younger generation.
2: Yeah, so the sample that I used in this performance was from a a day that I went to go visit a school on Long Island. Uh, A friend of mine teaches a choir there, and she showed them some of my music, and I went to go visit them. And when I went to visit them, they all knew the lyrics to this song, and they sang it along with me. So it's, it's... it's so cool So I, I luckily I had it recorded on um, that day And uh, so I put it into my MPC So I take them with me when I go perform this song now Shout out to Kopeg Middle School It's <laughs> my homies
0: Can we talk about opening up for Talib Kweli at Brooklyn Bowl? Yeah,
2: it was, it was a, a big milestone for yeah. sure If you look up Dudley Music, Talib Kweli on, go- on Google or YouTube I'm sure you'll find there's a video from that day and uh uh talib has a uh, almost like a, a blog video where where I was kind of featured in there um and I was kind of telling the story that when I was uh in middle school there was this video game that came out it was like a karaoke for hip hop it was on PlayStation 2 it was called Rock the Mic and it was like I'm trying to think who else was in there um they had like they had Snoop Dogg for sure i think in there they had all these these different artists in there, and you you'd play their songs. The lyrics weren't there, and you could rap along with it, and it would like kind of almost like rock band in a way. Yeah. Right. And uh, and then I remember uh, the hardest one on there to do was Talib Get By. Like mm-hmm. that was like that was like I could do all the everyone easy and that was the hardest one so that was the one i used to work at the most and it's crazy now because i i i don't remember the verse like i did when i was uh younger but uh i remember once i figured out how to to spit that one i was like this is dope like I, I mastered this video game you know <laughs> uh-huh. it's yeah. crazy as that it was a video game but um and uh you know fast forward a few years later now i i've I met this man i've i've uh you know, met uh, people that he works with and uh, got the opportunity to open up for him. And it was so, you know, the biggest takeaway from that was this was, I, I've opened up before, prior to that, I got to open up for Gladys Knight, which was cool out wow. on Long Island. God. Yeah, that's- it was definitely dope. The difference, and not to, to take away from that experience either, was that I'm in front of a bunch of real hip hop fans mm-hmm. you know what I mean even when I was in front of you know all these Gladys Knight fans I was doing some of my originals which are you know kind of you know they're more hip hop than they are uh, you know soul R&B or, or you know Gladys Knight's kind of genre mm-hmm. so getting the opportunity to do that and and seeing the reception from it and it was very affirming that like these are people that don't for the most part and most people there they don't know me and uh they're all fucking with what I'm doing. So mm-hmm. it, it's a really good feeling. It was dope. Cool.
1: Well, those sound like really great experiences. Yeah. Um, Let's talk about some bad experiences. Let's do it. <laughs> let's, do it. Let's, let's, let's get into the worst song.
2: Uh, you want to set this one up? The worst song. Okay. This actually is the hardest one to figure out uh, with this game because who the hell wants to talk about their worst song? <laughs> yeah. Yep. And even then, I... I I don't not like this song I, This is the song, I chose this song because this is the song that I perform the least I, I think why I chose to pick this too is also because the perspective that I, or the the way that I wrote when I was younger The way that, I, 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 that hip hop culture kind of is You know, we rap from a boastful kind of way, you know And it's really, sometimes most of the time it's to empower ourselves and each other, right? Um, but sometimes it's kind of to me it's it's, it's narcissist. It's it uh it's kind of um, you don't get those those really cool stories like I like it or someone says man that changed my life. Sometimes you know, mm-hmm. but I mean you do. To me personally, the songs that that I love and I connect with the most are the ones with with these deep underlying messages that I don't know a little more hopeful, a little more uh, more about us and where we fit in with. The rest of the world, you know, rather than being boastful about ourselves, mm-hmm. right? So this has a little bit of that in in the verse, and and I have other songs that that I do that in. I, I'm probably gonna write other songs, you know, <laughs> yeah. all that like that too. Uh-huh. But it's not my 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 favorite thing to do because I just I I don't like to you know I don't like to to come off as arrogant. You know, I I never want because I think I think that 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 makes other people. See you as less approachable uh, You know It makes you I feel like there's a lot of power In just being human Feeling human Telling people that I'm human just like you I have shitty days I have shitty shows Not every Actually Most of the time I'm not open enough For glass night or toilet quality (laughs) It sucks A lot of times it, It sucks You know And having that That real conversation Coming from that real point of view Talking about the things That we go through On a day to day That is the most powerful thing So um, and the other other thing from this song is at the end of it, uh, I wrote something where I say, um, "If you all agree, to get up out your seats and repeat after me and say we." Do, it's almost like a call and response type thing where it it demands the audience to do something, mm-hmm. but the music doesn't really allow people to get up and like repeat it. Uh-huh. So like I, it was kind of kind of funny writing in my in my in hindsight in my uh, opinion. But but this is one of this is not the worst song ever but maybe my least favorite. So this is a deserve better. Yeah. Right,
0: let's see it.
3: Remember why you with a burger flipping boyfriend A french fry dude That's why I buy you things that he can't buy you I ain't trying to you up and none of your friends try to I ain't blaming your friends It don't make any sense He don't pay no time And he don't pay no rent He don't pay no mind, And yet you say you're content While you're laying in your bed And when he played you again then like, come on Just admit it that that man is wrong Baby you rose, You ain't supposed to get trampled on You decided to settle for less And I don't understand I'm surprised that you went up and left And found another man Ever since I first met her, I've been trying to tell her that she deserves better. Exactly how you feel, cause my word be so real, I think I deserve a deal, I deserve to be heard all around the universe, and if not the universe, at least around this stupid earth, I apologize, please excuse my birth, it's just aggravating when you ain't getting what you deserve, cause it's just so messed up, ain't it, you could be the worst musician and still end up famous, while I'm here slaving, making these songs, but it don't matter, if it don't kill me, it's making me strong, but my fans keep asking me why's it taking so long, I know you're waiting, just be patient, cause one day I'll be gone, and, wanna be worth it, flowing these verses. Performing the shows in love the globe, don't deserve this, yes that's what I deserve to do Not only for me Cause you know that we deserve it too Hip hop deserves some new talent With some better bars Rappers say they going in But they never are And I ain't disrespect it. I'm just suggesting that you respect The requests of these fans With no questions I just want you to see Like the third letter That if you stick with me It'd be flies a bird feather And if you all agree Then get in by your seats And repeat after me And say we deserve better We deserve whatever we want Don't let them say we ain't worth it When you know that we deserve it way better We deserve whatever we want Don't let them say we ain't worth it Na 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 na
1: thing that kind of stuck out to me was would you consider the term french fry dude to be a bit of a, a classist <laughs> slur?
2: Yeah, a little bit you know i think about it too i'm like that's fucked up man yeah. <laughs> i got a home my homie shout out to my homie zilly man he used to work at mcdonald's i've been a but french fry dude before yeah we all been yeah it's really <laughs> fucked up man i was a fucked up kid man <laughs> nah. nah it was just you know and that's the thing i feel like you know and and you have to be as a hip hop listener especially You have to understand This is just literature This is just words You know This is Sometimes it's, it's not Do I really Would I really shit on a dude That works at McDonald's Absolutely not mm-hmm. You know I'm, I'm the kindest dude ever You know mm-hmm. I love everybody I don't give a fuck If you work at Wall Street Or fucking Chili's You know homie So I was just trying to paint Really the picture of You know We all have that feeling Where it's like Oh there's that girl Like man she deserves better man mm-hmm. You yeah. know I don't know if it's me but it should be me, maybe. It, you know, yeah. like that's kind of what the, the the feeling I wanted to write about. So that's that's the l- vernacular I chose to use yeah. five, so, <laughs> sorry to all the homies that work at McDonald's. I <laughs> love you guys.
0: My thought is like, mm-hmm. do you have any litmus test or how do you know when a rhyme is bad or corny yeah. or like as like um, a lyricist myself, yeah. there's just not as many rhymes because mm-hmm. I rhyme generally the end of each line. How do you approach that?
2: Well, you know what? I feel like that's so. I think you can't, cause some people, some people listen. Like a lot of people, actually, a lot of people think Kanye West is corny as hell. He says some corny lines, corny right? To me, I'm like that shit is funny as hell. This shit is mm-hmm. good. Like, there's some lines that he'll say that. Like, I, I know a lot of people or one of my homies. I know, like, he says, "Uh, what's that song? Um, I can stand here on the speedo and be looked at like a fucking hero." Um. What song was that from? It was something from Graduation. I think it was from Big Brothers. And like to some people, like, you you stand there in a Speedo. What the, who says that, you know? Mm-hmm. But to other people, it's like, like yo, that's some, that's some dope shit to say. Yeah, I, I don't give a fuck. I'm wearing whatever I want, you know? So it's <laughs> like, really, you have to look at it from your own perspective. It's like, did you really like that? Did you feel that? Did you write that? Especially that's the hard thing about songwriting is that, especially in hip hop, is that we always had a rhyme most of the time you know we're always trying to rhyme so because of that fact we have very limited o- options of where we're going to go next you know there's uh you know so unless you and that's why it's, you know as a good i think a good hip hop artist knows how to switch it up so that they can move to a different rhyme scheme and, and say something that they really so they don't want have to, to land say. on on the yeah. the next rhyme yeah and which i actually used to do a lot and i still do like you know, I'll take a whole verse. I just take a lot of verses where every every line rhymes through the whole verse, which it's a good challenge to do. But also, and it feels good because I think that also that you know, rhyming it's a musical technique. It's a it's a you know repetitive rhythm. You know, it feels good. If if I just went to do do. Cuckoo, coo foo 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 shoot shoot I'm I'm rhyming right now but it has a rhythm aspect to it yeah right? your brain likes it I used to do that a lot and and not break it up you know I feel like all that to say it's it's hard to you have less options and you sometimes you make decisions in your writing and that just because you're trying to rhyme and that can sometimes get in the way and you end up saying something corny you and then so I think there are times I've had definitely had times where I go back and I'd listen and I'm like uh, nah I don't like that. I got to revise that. I got to change that. I had to figure out a way to do it. It's a lot like a puzzle, you know. You put it together. Sometimes it doesn't look the way you want it. You take it apart and you do it again. Or sometimes you just scrap the whole verse and you do a new verse, you know. Yeah. But uh, a lot of times it's really the reception you get from from the people, and and are you conveying the. The emotion you want, because sometimes you know Jada Kiss, he's all about punchlines, you know. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and like he's gonna get people like they get that stank face. Like, <laughs> man, he said that. That's crazy. Like, man, how do you think of that? How do you rhyme that? Like, mm-hmm. uh then there's other people like uh let's take Kid Cudi. I used to actually hate Kid Cudi because I was like, why is everybody like Kid Cudi? He's calling like a great rapper. He's not rapping. Mm-hmm. He's not rhyming. He's not like. But he's creating an emotion, he's creating a feeling, he's he's really one of the best at taking a song, creating a whole world behind that song and, and not staying stuck in the confines of the tradition of emceeing and I feel like that's even more challenging to do mm-hmm. than than just rhyming, you know. Right live i mean you play
1: with a band uh sometimes but you have not play by yourself doing all these pretty intricate loops have you ever just really fucked up like a loop <laughs> yeah.
2: when you're playing live for sure cuz that's a high wire act yeah. you know yeah. definitely i mean most of the time i'm i'm able to mask that and uh just uh you know freestyle it and and uh it feels natural no one tell no one could tell that i made that mistake um or sometimes when i'm triggering stuff on my MPC I might miss a miss a pad and then that let's say a horn sample didn't come out when I wanted it to I feel like any that goes for any live you know if I was just doing acoustic guitar you, you know you slip up on on chords and stuff like that every once in a while and that that's just what my live performance is gonna feel and sound like until I'm like perfect which I don't think I ever will be so mm-hmm. or in, until I'm just playing the tracks which I don't wanna do right now right. so it doesn't happen very often but there's times where it's like my bad I gotta do this again <laughs> yeah. that is when you got egg on your face like, Damn. Right. Yeah. like the acoustic guitar
0: of course you can mess up on it but it doesn't come around every yeah. six you know measures or whatever and luckily like,
2: oh, for me God. the way that I do it you know I don't have to go two three minutes into into my loop and then now it's messed up and I can't undo it I can't fix it mm-hmm. and I have to scrap it you know I, that usually doesn't happen usually it's it's like okay when I start this out in the first fifteen seconds of of either of building a drum pattern or or laying down some something um, that I'm like ah I gotta redo that. I gotta mm-hmm. go back doesn't happen very often but uh, every once in a while when that does it's really it gets me really annoyed yeah.
0: <laughs> <laughs> it's kind of cool because I'm kind of visualizing composition in general when you're doing that because you have to lay down a really nice bass line and then you kind of stack on top of that which is mm-hmm. ultimately what you want to do with song composition too
2: Mm -hmm. I feel like it's and the reason why I even did that is just again like I said I was influenced by people like Kanye and J. Cole who were producers and artists and a lot of times you don't see that so and I know for myself like I used to just produce for myself perform and and rap over my stuff but nobody seen me playing the sax playing the piano Mm -hmm. um, laying on the bass lines and and, uh, playing the flute um, I wanted people to see like no I, I have a I have a bit of a musical background too I'm not just I'm not just writing rounds I'm not just uh, chopping up samples and like no I could play the keys too like I, there's you know if I wanted to go in and be like on some Randy Newman shit I could do it mm-hmm. you know if I, if I chose to go that route you know. If I wanted to be on some Bill Withers shit, I could do it, you know. So I want people to see it. I want people to know that I'm behind the production, too. So I figured out a way to to loop it and, and bring it on the stage so you could see it, especially at this point in my life where I'm still, or my career, where I'm still independent, breaking out, still local, you know. And I'm meeting, you know, people are seeing me for the first time. I want them to get the full experience and and understand me right when they see me rather than having to go digging up and then finding out later, you know. Mm -hmm. So that's why I started doing it. Cool, man.
1: Well, it, it sounds great. And just your solo live setup is really fun to watch. So Appreciate it. Thank you so much for joining us, man. Yeah. really appreciate it.
2: It's been a lot of fun, man. Thank you. Thank you. Is there anything that you want to plug real quick coming up in the next couple months? No, I just want to wish all the listeners, like, you know, have a happy day and, uh, you know, stay positive. Let's uh, all reconnect. I know we've had to take a lot of time off of a lot of things. And let's just refocus our energy and, and just keep pushing, you know. That's all. <laughs>